I'm doing it for you. And you do so many things for me. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, you need uh, top quality. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I got you in the podcast. How you doing? Everything cool? Yeah, everything cool. Everything cool. Mm. Everything normal. Everything normal, yeah? So I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, aside from everything, like the, all the, like, the craziness around, everything normal. So, you know, I see uh, out here in the, in the western side of Europe, everybody's still like, there's like still a lot of rules. How how's that out there? Because I know you know we all know the the, the eastern part of Europe is a little wilder. So it's what's going on over there. Are all you guys just acting like nothing ever happened, or is it like almost? <laughs> no, yeah? it was. Uh, I like this. The restrictions are definitely different than uh, than what you have over there because I all the time hear friends from there. And uh, to tell you the truth, I almost didn't really uh, felt like I'm uh, under any heavy restrictions in the last year or so. I mean, the first, uh, the first uh, few weeks of the, you know, in March and April and May, it was hard, you know, there was lockdown and ev like everywhere else. But then f since last summer, everything was, was almost like, like normal. I mean, uh, you still have to wear masks in the in the in the stores and inside, yeah. but and there's some regulations, but not not uh, not a lot more than this, you know. And there was there were shows last summer. Then in November, since November till last March, it was again a little uh, heavier restrictions. You know, those uh, they stopped shows and uh, they stopped clubs and bars and restaurants. Mm -hmm. But since March, almost everything is not like, like not completely normal. But there's still regulations. There's still, uh, you know, stuff that you have to uh, be careful. But there's nothing like uh, th there was never uh, like a curfew. There was never masks outside. Nothing like this. All right. Yeah, well, you know, seems uh, seems maybe a, a, a more realistic way to go about it. I mean, or what's your uh, what's your uh, COVID case uh, ratio higher? Or no, or what are what are more people infected? I know. Was it always the same as the average in Europe? Uh I think the same as average. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure because I ne I never followed. There was a there was a time when e every day they would put out the the numbers. Yeah. And uh, and the, the 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 cases and the deaths. And obviously now, like now with the with the warmer weather, it's it's less and less and less. So they don't put it out anymore. Yeah. But I had a lot of friends around me that uh, that went through this, had the virus, including my girlfriend, who we live together. I don't know if I had it as well, but I never got tested. And most mm. of them uh, got it really like like a, just a regular virus. Maybe one or two of them were a little bit. Uh, they were like 
like two three days in in the bed and not feeling well but mm-hmm. in general most of the people that i know i was in in close uh encounter uh they were it was just easy yeah all right yeah yeah i don't know like i i don't I, like i know like i know i don't i don't say there's there's no virus or anything like this i don't deny it and i know it's it, it might be very dangerous for some people and people are dying but i just i'm not sure if those those regulations all around the world and just the way that the world uh acted since the very beginning i don't know if if that's really uh, uh, who am i to say but i think there's this there's something behind that oh shit conspiracy alex yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah it could be i mean I mean, I'm I'm not saying like I mean, we talked about this in this podcast with people before a lot of times, so I, I just don't want to go into yeah, it for yeah, another yeah. twenty minutes. But I mean, I, not maybe on a level of new world orders or stuff like that. But yeah. it's definitely I mean, there's money involved, you know. I mean, there's pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies that have vaccines now, and there's a lot of uh, people that still uh, need to get rid of their masks. And uh, in Germany, there's been a couple of scandals about. Um, uh, about these masks and and how they're getting sold and how they're getting distributed and who who has connections with that from politics so and just just a lot of money in it so uh, as long as you keep keep people if you tell people you need to use these masks they're selling masks obviously so yeah and let's be honest I mean um, that is not something that just happens in a pandemic like this. this is something that happens with a lot of stuff uh, in everyday life where a lot of people say yeah i can see that they uh that they try to do this pull this trick on us you know and and with this a lot of people go like oh you're weird now or you're one of them and blah 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 and you're crazy but i just think like politics is politics you know there's a lot of people with their fingers in a lot of pies you know and like a lot of people that make money of things and there's a lot of lobbies so and this whole pandemic obviously gets milked by people too you know that's what i think definitely yeah alex 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 how long have we how long have we known each other for i think i don't know yeah i was thinking i was thinking just about uh before to start this podcast i was thinking maybe it's uh oh 17 years or something i think the first time we saw each other was uh either 2003 or 2004 when when you came over with born from pain for this uh uh line of shows in Greece, a couple of shows in Greece and, and the first show in Sofia that I did for you guys. Oh yeah, that was great times. So, so probably it's 17 years or something. Yeah, yeah, 17 years. Yeah, you've been, you've been you, you've always been, the, uh, at least for us, but I think for a lot of people, the, the, the go-to guy when it, when it goes, when it's about uh, bands that wanting to tour Eastern Europe, the Balkans. Uh, uh, mostly, probably, when we talk about countries like Romania, uh, Bulgaria, obviously, uh, um, uh, Serbia, uh, all, all the all the Macedonia, Macedonia every, yeah, yeah, everything in that in that direction, you know. But like, uh, uh, and I, it's always been good. I mean, we've I, I only remember be, I only remember <laughs> doing tours with with you being present almost uh, always. So no, that's always good. But we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get into that in a minute. But um, since be, well, way before I knew you, you uh, you obviously well, you're from Bulgaria. For the people that don't know, Alex yeah. uh, uh, Alex um, uh, plays in a band called Last Hope. 
and uh, has got a new band called Alocrush. Um, Alex also does a lot of tour management, merchandising jobs on tours uh, for American, European bands everywhere, not just in Eastern Europe, but also uh, in Western Europe. And I think you've been uh, you've been to the States with Chromax, right? Yeah, 2019. Exactly. And um, well, in general, Alex organizes a lot of local shows in uh, Sofia, Bo- uh, Bulgaria, and um, organizes uh, uh, tours for, uh, for bands as well. So we could pretty much say... Alex is pretty busy when it comes to uh, when it comes to hardcore. Um, but it's not just hardcore, right? <laughs> you 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 do you do a lot of you do a lot of other stuff too, right? Yeah, I have, I have uh, some stuff here. Like I have uh, with my I have partners, and we do the Sofia Hardcore Tattoos Shop, which we do already for six years. We started in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, and uh, I have a radio show which is every week on like the, the oldest independent rock radio station in Bulgaria. And uh, yeah, a bunch of other small stuff. So how's the, how's the, how's the uh, radio show going? Is that still going strong? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, that's something that uh, I just realized I'm doing for over 15 years now. Wow. Every that's Tuesday. Pretty cra- that's every pretty crazy. Tuesday, yeah. That's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously, when I when I tour, when I, when I'm not here, I have to pre-record, you know, the shows. But yeah, 15 years. Hmm. What do you guys What do you guys play on there? Is it, is it punk, hardcore? Is it metal? Yeah, that's, all that stuff. My show is hardcore punk mainly. There's a lot of shows on that radio station, but my my show it's called Panic Attack. It's every Tuesday. I do a lot of interviews. Uh, I have sometimes guests, and I play a lot of music, of course. Yeah. Can, can we listen to that on the internet as well? Yeah, yeah, you can. So but it's, need- it's, it's uh, Bulgarian content, as you say. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try to not talk too much, though. Yeah, it's maybe for the best, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the Sofia Hardcore Tattoos? Yeah. Is that like, um, I, mean, I mean, when did you start at 2.15, you said? Yeah, 2.15. Yeah. So how's that going? Is that going good? Yeah, it's going. Yeah, it's going good. Really good, actually. After, like, because there was, uh, you know, during the first, uh, the first wave of the pandemic last year, March and April, we obviously didn't work. But then, since last May, since May 2020, we 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 opened again. And uh, there was uh, there was some. It was slow in the beginning because mm-hmm. you know obviously there's no like people were. St- still kind of feeling weird about getting to do that i guess mm-hmm. but uh lately it's going really well in the last few months all right so what do you do there you you work yourself or you're just a partner i'm a partner and i manage okay so yeah. you you manage the, the 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 business side of things yeah 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 exactly mm. as you usually do huh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try, no, I try. people cannot people cannot see your face but uh i know what that <laughs> face means hey but um let, let's let's go let's go way back well for the people that don't know i mean you must be a bit ignorant not to know but uh bulgaria is uh, obviously a country on the eastern side of europe um, yes uh was uh so from from behind the iron curtain as we used to say in the in the in the 80s and the 70s so um you were born in a time that um, that Eastern Europe was still like 
part of the yeah. ESOP block, right? Like like that it wasn't opened up yet, as we would say. Yeah, I was born in 1977, so I remember pretty well those times. You know, 80s were, of course, uh, let's say uh, light, lighter than, than what used to be, what used to be the time of my, my parents and my grandparents. Mm-hmm. But I still remember those days, you know. Uh, I was a teenager uh, in the 80s. I mean, it, it was it wasn't bad because when you're a kid, you know everything is life is easy, so you don't think mm. about uh, uh, the stuff that older people think, you know. But uh, you can you can feel it. I I had some sometimes, uh, few times I had like problems going to school, and uh, let's say being with with like a, with with a Levi's jeans, and say and somebody would come to me and say, hey, what, what's this? This is like. Uh, uh western uh western poison yeah <laughs> but, but uh, th- those were very very uh rare cases because as i said 80s were already kind of uh kind of i think they knew it was going to happen okay could you actually because th- this might be a weird question for other people but could you actually get levis jeans in bulgaria in those days really hard really difficult if you have uh Obviously, some people would try, uh, would, were traveling, you know, uh, if you know somebody who's like uh, f- flying and, uh, and then, you know, somebody who's traveling outside, you know, uh, he can, somebody can, who can bring you stuff. It was not impossible, but it was, it was difficult. But would people not get into trouble for bringing that into Bulgaria at all? Not at the time when I was, uh, you know, when I remembered all those, those times, but I think in the 50s and the 60s, there was, uh, that, that, that could be dangerous. Yeah. That's at least that, that, that's, that's what I heard from my, my parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And so B- B- Bulgaria is, uh, is there not was also, no- There was also black market. There was also ah. black market, so you can find them there. Sneakers, Levis jeans, you know, records. Yeah, and th- and that stuff was not like I mean, it must have been um, yeah, like you said, sexy sixty seventy seventies. It might, might have been dangerous, but you were never like, okay, I'm going to get it on the black market, and now I'll wear it to school, or I wear it in the streets, and now I'm probably going to get into trouble because I'm wearing this now. Not in the eighties. No. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't as crazy then anymore. It, it wasn't that crazy anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or at yeah, least I never saw that. Yeah, because Bulgaria was never known as a, um, uh, at least to us in the West, as a more open Eastern uh, European country. You know, you had a couple of countries that we that, that from which you knew. Um, for example, uh, Czechoslovakia was was a country that was very early on uh, was starting to, uh, you know, like was maybe one of the first countries together, maybe with Poland, and maybe you know, like that was that was more. Or should I say it more? on the forefront of opening up and people yeah. knew more about that. It's also probably because Czechoslovakia and Poland uh, are border countries to Germany. But um, for us, at least in those days, Bulgaria and, and countries like uh, uh, maybe Romania, that was, that was to us, that was, that was very unknown. What was, you know, yeah, what would yeah, happen yeah, yeah. there? Yeah, that's, that's, that's totally true. Uh, Bulgaria was a very isolated country, just probably because also above, uh, because of the you know 
uh, geography, you know, the, 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 the position of the country, we, we're almost at the end of Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, uh, there was heavy influence by the Soviet Union, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember people who, who could, because uh, it was, it was almost not possible or very, very difficult to travel to Western Europe, but it was, it was uh, way easier to go and travel, let's say, to go to uh, East Germany or Czechoslovakia or Hungary, and which was, for us, was almost like you go to Western Europe mm. or for, oh, for, the, you know, for the older people that go there. So that really, that really felt like I'm, going, I'm actually going to a country that's more open now. Yeah. Maybe not all. Op- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm more open than Bulgaria, I mean. Yeah. Wow, that's and uh, cool. I also, then then Romania was even more isolated and more like, I, I, I remember I was once there in the, in the early, in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it's crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> for real? Yeah. Even, even for Bulgaria? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, crazy. They that was the time of uh, still Ceausescu was uh, was ruling. It was just very, very, very weird. And yeah, that's uh, Eastern Europe yeah. had all these weird ass um, d- dictators, huh? What was what, what, what was your you guys' uh, dictator called? It was called Todor Zhivkov. He <laughs> was a very funny guy. He <laughs> was yeah. a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> He sounds like he could play for the Bulgarian national team in the, in the U.S., you know? I don't know. You know better. <laughs> 94. <laughs> Third place. No, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, but as I said, the late, late 80s was way lighter than, uh, than anywhere else. And uh, I remember going to heavy metal shows. And uh, there was also In more, Sofia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of heavy metal shows. Not only heavy metal, punk wave shows and uh i also remember there was more and more uh american movies on the tv not too too much but you know every Actual, week there's going yeah actual on bulgarian tv on bulgarian tv because oh. there was only one no there was two channels that was, that was it yeah and yeah. like 87 88 89 there was more you can see that you can feel it there was more uh, more movies from from Western Europe and American movies. They would even uh, sometimes show us uh, like, like a concert. Oh yeah, yeah. Some. So so how did so how did that feel when all of a sudden on TV they started sh- showing stuff like that? Did did that feel like or maybe? Uh, yeah yeah. Answer that question first. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it wasn't all of a sudden, but it was definitely. Uh, yeah, you can feel the wind of change, you know. <laughs> Are you yeah. making me cry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the scorpions in the back of my head. Yeah, they, they actually, they like a few years later, I think in two, on, uh, 92, they played, uh, 91 maybe, they played here, the, the scorpions they played in Sofia at the stadium that I live right now next to. You, uh, you saw it, like the national stadium. Yeah. And there was like, 80,000 people at that show. And, and the course, outside wind of change. Of course. And I, at that time, what, for me, that w- was already calling, you know, wind of change, just being at the show, that Scorpion show. But I went there because it was, it was one of the few things that happened, you know. Yeah. And they started with a the ballad. They, 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 they finished with a the ballad. And all the time, you can smell the, like, 
the smell of a burning hair because people were like, you know, with the, with the lighters. With the light- and- <laughs> I was like, wow, that's super corny, but so, it was fun. Yeah. So every time you hear Wind of Change now, you have a smell, you have a sense of burning hair in your nose. Kind of, yeah, that's like oh, a trauma. Oh my God. So, um, okay, so that starts happening, but um, how did, do, do you remember like um, when the first uh, underground shows it being punk or metal or hardcore or wave or what gothic or whatever it is started happening uh in sofia that were uh you know do you remember any you remember yeah i was i was probably probably 12 or 13 when i started going to shows that was in right before the changes maybe a year before the changes and i felt like this is the greatest thing that i could ever happen to me going to shows that was the yeah. the the coolest thing and uh, uh that was also very like a, you know at these shows it was the spirit of rebellion you know you can sense that it was very different very new i mean not that there was no shows before there was like rock and pop shows all the time during the like during the the regime but those like the, the new the new wave of bands and the new wave of uh, of sound heavy metal mm-hmm. punk wave so were, it felt great. Were shows before that, like maybe in the earlier '80s or in the mid '80s, were they were they forbidden, or uh, could you still just do them? They were not forbidden, but they were controlled by the by the by the state. So they basically said who could play and how you could yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 So what? Are, what are? Do you know what are, was like a, a an underground punk scene that did their own thing, anyways, or or was that too dangerous? Uh, there were a few bands that I know that I heard, but it wasn't really a scene. Okay. Yeah. All right. The yeah. Scene started to 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 exist like the real real punk scene uh, in the early nineties. Yeah. So when when uh, is that right after the after after everything changed or is that right before that even? Uh, actually, yeah, late nineties, late eighties. So right before the before the changes, before the Berlin right. Wall came down. Yeah, because yeah. you guys could sense because all these other Eastern European countries. Because I think Poland and Czechia were first, right? To 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 change. And then, like everything, basically going down from that followed, right? Yeah, but they were, as you said, they were way more open. I, I think, I remember I had a cousin who was who was traveling to he was he he went to Hungary, and I think he went to Poland once to go to see shows. To go, he went to see Iron Maiden in eighty six or eighty seven, which was yeah, which was like. <laughs> something really really crazy for us oh iron maiden he's so iron maiden yeah. like, <laughs> he was he was telling stories and it was just uh very surreal for us to 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 know somebody who was at the show of a, yeah. of a band like this yeah it's crazy yeah I rem- it, that must have been that that tour that iron maiden did you know you know the video behind the iron curtain that iron maiden yeah 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 thing yeah. I, think I think that's that might uh, have been that tour huh yeah yeah, well, you, they played at that time. They, I think, they played. Uh, they played Hungary. They played Poland. They played uh, Yugoslavia and Czech Republic. It's mm. crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, to do a tour at that point in time for yeah. a band like that, you know? Yeah, pretty insane. So, um, so, so what was the first... So now let me put it differently. So now, now uh, the Berlin Wall comes down, and basically that is kind of the, you know, like that is kind of the symbol for uh, communist Eastern Europe uh, or and, and and all these countries that are like kind of close to the to the rest of uh, Europe and the rest of the world, um, uh, opening up. So w what happens in Bulgaria? What is the how how does it change? <laughs> Well, because uh, I know you told me stories about this, so <laughs> pretty much everything collapsed. It was uh, uh, it was great to know that uh, we are finally free, but also it was just uh, just chaos, chaos, and uh, it was what? Okay, oh, yeah, 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 and uh, there's then this, you know, the the, the crime, the, the crime level became like insane. huge insane and organized crime and all like the mafia started to uh you know to organize themselves people into organized uh, crime uh, uh groups and it was just 90s early 90s was really really wild really wild it was maybe people didn't expect this so but, but so so, the, so i so guess it was part of the plan yeah it could be some people so the, say it was all planned because uh, like all the structures also from the police uh, they like people from the police started to uh, to work with the mafia and that was also the time when uh, when the Yugo war started in early I think 1991 92 mm -hmm. so a lot of people make a lot of money, like millions and millions of of of, of, of dollars during the embargo. Bulgaria yeah. made like like the Bulgarian mafia they did a lot a lot on that side. Yeah, I bet it did. So basically, everybody wanted a piece of the pie that uh, that that was available after after the regime was gone. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I it can really imagine wild. that must be crazy. Because it before that, you know, probably there was, a, of course, there was crime, but it was very low rate. You know, just the, the state was so super strong, so there was no really. You you don't see it, you don't feel it. Every it's like it was super safe, everywhere mm -hmm. you go. And uh, and then all of a sudden, just just in like, all of a sudden. It became really, really crazy, and people got, uh, you know, people got guns and 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 and, and freedom to do whatever they want to do. <laughs> so did you have the feeling, like you said, did you have the feeling that everything, every everybody was just doing what they wanted to do without a, a real restriction and without uh, without consequences? Almost, yeah. Like oh, that's, some that's people wild. could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was wild for for for. For a bit. <laughs> was there even? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that I'm, uh, I'm all, <laughs> not that I'm a big police fan or whatever. But was there even a police and a law and in those days that actually effectively did something? They did something, but there was uh, also you. You see that uh, they they were very selective. 
depending yeah. on who they were working with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could see that with uh, with my eyes in in my neighborhood, you know, because so you know the drug the drug dealers they were working with the with the cops, the uh, the carjackers, everybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I, old were you around that time? I I, I was born seventy seven, so I was uh, thirteen when when the changes happened, and then yeah. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, during those crazy years. So 90s what, what, in general, yeah. So what made you not go into a, into a life of money and crime? Because I can't imagine it would be available, huh? If, the, if there's not much going on, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It must, must have been hard to make money too, maybe, in those days, you know? That was very easy to go that direction. I had a lot of friends. I still have friends. Some of them are, are gone, but uh, I have friends that... Uh, went to to that path and for some of them didn't go well for some of them they made a lot of money and they became very powerful uh or maybe not friends just people that i know people Mm -hmm. from my school uh i don't know why i didn't do that because probably i don't know because i was raised like that you know Mm -hmm. with a certain kind of uh ethics yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. Um, yeah, because I remember in those in those early days, um, I don't know, must have been around that time. I started, uh, or uh, uh, a friend Dillian started writing to me when I was still yeah. feeding the fire. Yeah, yeah and I yeah, think yeah. there was, I think there was someone else. I'm not sure from Sophia that started writing to me. So, and it was really weird because uh, not not weird, but it was we were like not used. Um, to because everything is obviously tape trading letters in those days uh, yeah. writing there's no internet um and to all of a sudden get a get a letter from uh eastern european country i think i had a couple of guys writing me from poland and czech republic but like we already established that was kind of accepted as yeah okay you could totally expect someone writing you from there because this is more acceptable in those countries i guess but um that's a that's a different kind of eastern europe over here <laughs> well uh, yeah exactly and 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 everybody knew that because that was like a really really like you know like uh, like you said a uh, isolated part it was like i'm getting a letter from bulgaria here holy fuck yeah but 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 the, but the thing is and the, this is this is actually funny thing i got um or funny that you see how 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 all these parties function in those countries although we thought maybe that poland was more open i um one of those guys from Poland that was writing me, he had a label. Later on, he uh, he did Born From Pain tour for us over there. And uh, I think he he he's he the one who released the, the, the Born From Pain Reclaiming the Crown cassette like years and years and years ago. And um, he wrote me at some point the last couple of years and he said, hey, look, uh, look what I found, um, uh, what they've, what, what's now been uh, released to the public, and it's uh, it's uh, it's actually a letter from the Polish Secret Service that uh, that has uh, information of me on it and him on it, writing to each other, <laughs> wow. and qu- questioning uh, uh, maybe that this is a, a suspicious contact, you know. So oh, that's, but that was before '89. Uh, oh man, I don't know. It was before '89. Could have been. That must have been around that 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 time somewhere. Must have been around. I don't know. Somewhere between '88 and '93, I think. Yeah. But it was pretty crazy because. Uh, but it must have been before the fall of the of the Berlin Wall because otherwise I think those structures were not 
in place anymore for 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 very specific things like that. But um, maybe yeah, just, they were still they were still active for one for about a year after the Berlin Wall came down. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know because yeah, be. the Berlin Wall came down in November nineteen eighty nine. That I remember really well. Yeah, yeah. Because I watched it on the TV. Yeah. Well, what do you what, what did you what did you think when you saw that on TV? Oh shit! It's finally happening. Uh, my father was because my father was uh, like many others of uh, in that time. They were they were listening to to like uh, uh, Radio Free Europe and uh, the Voice of America on the radio, which mm. was uh, uh, also kind of illegal to listen to. Yeah, bad. <laughs> and uh, uh, he was he was telling me, "Hey, there's something happening. Let's see what's gonna happen." And then I I remember really well, really well the day when uh, uh, the, the 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 main guy here got uh, got kicked out. Mm-hmm. It was December. Uh, it was November the tenth, ninety eighty nine. It was we watched it on the TV. It was like I couldn't believe because we see that guy on the TV forever. He was yeah. always like since I was I was born. He was the the like I, I don't know who was like the prime minister or what, but he was the the leader of the country, and uh, he was uh, one of those dictators. And finally, they kicked him out, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is something different. Something's yeah. happening." Yeah. And then we went to school the next day. Everybody was talking about this, and then we felt we felt right away this 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 something is happening, and it's happening for. It's gonna be good for us. Mm. Yeah. It's finally, uh, freedom is coming. Not that we felt, you know, as I said, when you were when you're a kid, you don't really felt feel like uh, you're you don't feel the pressure of being under a certain kind of regime. Yeah, I get that. You ju- you just live your life. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but you know, you know from your parents. And you know that there's a different, different also different life over there. Yeah. Well, it's uh, well at least I mean, well you've been you've been you guys been living it for decades now. Uh, I mean it's obviously better because you're not under a regime, but like yeah, it's it's got its it's got its pluses and minuses too, as Definitely, we've already yeah. as we've yeah, already yeah, discovered. Yeah. But that that's something completely different. But hey, when when did you uh, so so changes come and um, so what does that mean for for uh, punk and hardcore and and metal and in fact all underground music in uh, in Bulgaria? Uh, there was huge huge wave of underground bands. Uh, started playing and, and doing shows and just just exploding. The scene was exploding. Not really necessary the punk and hardcore scene. There was no hardcore scene, but just underground bands. All yeah, kind. yeah. And it was really really cool, really cool time. And I was going to shows all the time, and uh, it was very interesting. And that's how later, few years later, we decided to to start to start the band Last Hope because we wanted to to actually. We already got into hardcore, and we wanted to build up a scene. That, yeah. that was one of the reasons to start the band. There was a there was a band before us in Sofia. It's called Face Up, which later became uh, Vendetta, which you know very well. We you know Delian; he was in touch yeah. with you before that. Yeah, and that was the first the first real hardcore band over here. And then uh, 
maybe a year a year later we started last hope and we basically uh started and built up the scene out of nothing not we as a band but we as, as a circle of friends and bands there was a uh there was a, a small scene in varna at the seaside which is mm-hmm. the, the main city at the seaside and they were actually they had they had more bands than than us in Sofia, and that's why we consider Varna as the as the birthplace of, of hardcore in Bulgaria. Oh shit! I didn't, we, I didn't they, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then we took it over here, and and then we built what we what 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 later became the the hardcore scene over here. There was no hardcore scene, as I said. There was just a bunch of bands and a bunch of friends, and uh, by it was it was very 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 small very underground very diy in the beginning uh and we started from, from def- absolutely from nothing mm. it was there was no no bands no labels no no shows nothing 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 and that's how also how how, how also i started doing shows and we started doing shows because nobody would do our own shows Mm-hmm. Nobody would book us. Nobody would care about us. So that's how I later started booking shows. Yeah. And how old were you when you started Last Hope? Uh, I think 16, 17, something like this. 17, maybe. Damn. Yeah. That's a while ago, huh? Like, uh, I mean, you said born in 77, then you're what? You're like 44 now? 43, uh, maybe? Uh, 43, yeah. You have to think about that this long. <laughs> Then like, I, I just, that, yeah. that means last hope is 26, 26 years old. Yeah, we started in '94, uh, and uh, and then I I think in 2015 we we uh, we realized that we forgot to celebrate 20 years, so we decided okay, let's do it now in 2015 and pretend that we started in in '95, but we actually. Started in '94. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. But well, in '95, in '95, we recorded our first demo, which which was the greatest the greatest thing to us at that time. You know, the, the demo, like we recorded the Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if it only would be so, as successful as the Black Album, it would have been great. It was very but, successful, actually. Now, from <laughs> from the perspective of, of 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 the you know the days we're living now, because we, I think we sold something like six or seven hundred copies of the demo. Mm. And I, at that time, I didn't know what That's it a shitload. You know? Yeah. And, Damn. And we were like, we, we suck really. Like, the, the demo was funny, but it was just something new and uh, something fresh, I guess. And there was a little hype around around us at that time because it was, it was something new. We, uh, we were very... We were kind of connected with the skateboard scene. That's how I got into hardcore, actually, through friends of mine from from the skateboard scene. And we, we when we released the demo, it was summer '95. Like everybody, we had that demo. And then when we played our first show, it was crazy. Everybody knew our songs. Yeah. Oh, uh, that must have, that. I mean, that's was, a great. Yeah. That must have been it a great fun. feeling, huh? It yeah. was great. Yeah. I still yeah. remember the first show was the greatest show. Because. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I hear stories. Oh, uh, from there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> what's uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were because also we were lucky in the first years. We would play 
not only not only cool shows. There was shows that suck, but mainly the shows were were really cool, and there was a lot of people at shows. Like mm-hmm. three, uh, our first show we played, we played in Varna. It was like a small underground festival, but it was like two hundred people. Everybody singing along. Uh, they knew our songs. Our first show. I I normally hear stories about bands. They play first show in front of five five people or something like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then our first show in Sofia again, like three hundred people. Everybody came. It was really really cool. I know that that's also because of the fact that uh, it was. There was not many shows here, and nobody would come in here like foreign bands. So later on, when we established ourselves as a non-band over here, a, a very normal show for us would be three, four hundred people, mm-hmm. and uh, not just for us, but also other bands. It was yeah. just normal. Well, and, I find uh, I, f- I find anyways. I mean, I, you you correct me if I'm wrong, but all the years that I've been coming to Sofia, and you know, like it it always seemed like you guys always had a very uh, big scene when it came to alternative music. You know, like hardcore or punk, and like I mean, I don't think I ever played a show that was shit in Sofia. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, like, I mean, it's it's not a secret. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's because of you, because you know this. Like, I mean, in Eastern Europe, Sofia is a favorite city to play, and that's for a reason, you know. So I can, I can, uh, if that is all due to uh, people being that enthusiastic from that long ago, and and everything, you know, like in the in the build up, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, as I said, I know, especially in the beginning, and especially in the beginning of uh, of bringing over uh, like foreign bands, like you guys, like Mabo, like other bands, those shows were crazy. And I know they were crazy because people were so eager to uh, and hungry for for something like this because it was not like we were not like Germany or even even Hungary, you know, where you got all the bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we were we are not a, a usual tour destination. And that's also why I started. Uh, I originally started doing shows with, with my drummer, with with Kosio Konstantin. You know him very mm-hmm. well. Of course. We yeah. <laughs> first we started doing shows. Just a bunch of friends. We do shows because nobody would do shows, as I said. And we were completely DIY, not because we wanted to be DIY, but because we don't have we didn't have any other choice. You know, either we do it or we don't play shows. That's how we started do, doing shows. Then. After a while, me and, and Kosio, uh, the drummer of Last Hope, we decided, okay, let's let's try to to bring it up on a, a little bit more professional level and uh, start like a small hardcore booking agency, and uh, you know try to do just better better organized shows, and that's how we started. And then mm-hmm. we said uh, a little bit after that, and and actually that's how we managed to do. Uh, bigger shows like in, in better like in better venues um, better promoted and get more people at shows and then uh, we said okay now it's time to try to bring over uh, non-Bulgarian bands mm-hmm. know, hardcore bands that we like and we try to do and we started with few with small bands and and then then we did uh, did Murphy's Law, Madball, AF, Born From Pants, so on. And those those were early days. Not early for you guys, because you come from a different world, and that's early 2000s, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, those, 
in the Western world and the world you came from, there was that was completely normal to have tours, shows, and 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 you know all these those our our heroes. You see them every month. For us, it was something really special because it was very difficult to uh, also technically to bring those bands over here because we are too far and we are not a, a, a usual touring destination and. If I have to do a show for you guys or for Mabel, let's say, I have to not only do the show here, but I also have to try to arrange and talk with other promoters and do also a show in Serbia or in Greece or in Macedonia or Romania, something, something on the way because it's too far. Yeah. But my point is that we started doing those shows, the bigger hardcore shows, because nobody else would do it. There was only, uh, there were only like really big promoters that do the big shows like Metallica or Iron Maiden or just like huge shows. And then this, this super small underground promoters, they, 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 they can't handle those mid-size mm-hmm. uh, bands. And that's how we started doing those, those bands. And then I, you know, I got, I got uh, also, we started touring with Last Hope in the, in, during those days as well. So, yeah, I got to know all these people, and then later on, I started touring with bands. Yeah, because uh, do, do you uh, do you feel like because you uh, you guys stepped it up a level that that is maybe also why uh, the shows when you go to Eastern Europe are mostly, well, I would say the biggest in Sofia on a run like that, you know? What do you mean? Well, because maybe do you feel like you guys um, uh, being in Eastern Europe, it being more difficult uh, to organize uh, or to get bands like that? Because also, I mean, if you look at at Serbia or Croatia, uh, maybe Croatia a little less, but Romania, Macedonia, uh, those in itself were pretty isolated countries too, you know, or or a country like Bosnia. uh, and in, in, and on the Balkans, you guys always have to, the, the, with all respect to all the other guys that we know there, obviously, and uh, shout out to everyone. But um, yeah. the, the guys, the, the, the shows in Sofia are always the biggest ones and the best organized ones. Do you feel like that is because you guys started doing that early and you were maybe the first ones to do it like that? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, I mean, you know, like it's 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 hard. Someone has to, uh, someone has to be the first one to do it and give it a try, you know, because you're right. Because when on, on the early tour schedules, you know, not only early tour plans and early, I'm talking mid end of nineties, you know, um, when bands used to go to Eastern Europe, it was always either Prague or, um, maybe Budapest or, uh, uh, yeah, maybe you know stuff like Poznan or Krakow, you know, like never, yeah. never, never more south into the Balkans, you know. Or maybe when you were lucky, maybe uh, you went to you went to Zagreb or something because it's. Uh, but it, it never like Serbia to people sounded too crazy. Uh, yeah. Bosnia sounded completely crazy because of the war and everything. And uh, and the only thing you heard about uh, Romania is uh, well, you you stop somewhere, you get robbed. That was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like all the fairy tales, you know. And uh, same for Bulgaria. Area. So you had a lot of bands that were like, are we even going to do this? Is this worth it? Are we going to come back without equipment? Are we even going to come back at all? Because you heard all those Wild West stories about, well, in this case, Wild East stories about, uh, about you know, the most isolated countries in, uh, in Eastern Europe that things were still super crazy. And that, because uh, you were hearing about, you know, like trucks getting jacked and stuff like that. And 
People were like, well, if we, we find, if which they is find not out too far from the truth. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, that, that, that totally happens. But that was the thing was with us, we had our old van of our own equipment, you know? So we were like, damn, if someone finds out somewhere, we have equipment in that van, maybe the next stop, you know, like you get hauled over and you got to put a gun to your head. And, you know, and then at some point we were just like, fuck it. We're just going to make a, we're just going to go. How bad can it be? You know? Yeah. But that was, uh, those was the, some of those stories were real, but that was uh, I would say early and mid nineties. Then things got a little bit, you know, a little bit lighter. <laughs> but yeah, also that was the reason why I started uh, going with bands when they come over and do like, let's say, I go and meet the band in Athens, or I, I go and meet the band in in Budapest and travel with them to to Sofia, through Serbia, or through Romania. That's mm-hmm. how I, I met you guys too, but that's also the reason how I how I met uh, Mabo. Actually, one of the first shows that I did, like a bigger new hardcore shows, was Murphy's Law in early 2000s. And what, were they the first one to come over? Murphy's Law was a Mabo. Uh, Murphy's Law was before Mabo. And uh, we had before that bands like uh, Catharsis. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That was another, another, another story. But uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, catharsis was was I think hard even if you weren't in an Eastern European country. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that was cool too. I you know I had a lot of fun with them. But uh, yeah, Murphy's Law was the first uh, I would say established uh, big name from the new hardcore scene that came over. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I w- w- during the time when we were, I was negotiating with their management, when the booking agent, and uh, they they asked me, hey, okay, we're going to do it. Like, we, we made the deal, but you have to come over and meet the band. I think they were playing, yeah, they were playing in Athens, in Greece, and you have to come over and meet the band in Athens and travel with them and make sure they, you know, they're safe and cross yeah. the border and everything, which at the time was already, like, it wasn't, it wasn't dangerous, but I guess they were, you know, they, as you said, they heard all these stories and they were kind of <laughs> not scared, but like worried about being something happening. And I went to, to Athens and, uh, they were with a, they were with a tour bus and I went on the tour bus, travel with them, spend like few days with them. And that, those shows were phenomenal. First Murphy show in Sofia was wow, crazy. And then, a little bit like a few months later we did Mabo. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the best one of the top shows that I've ever been in my life. The first mm-hmm. Mabo show in Sofia. That was crazy, crazy, crazy show. Everything. The show, the 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 way to the show, the travel, the, the border crossing. Probably Hoya told you the story, but you know, it was <laughs> what is it, it walking walk, walking across the border with instruments and merch? Yeah. Yeah. Back I, think then, so. I think that's what we did too actually once i think yeah first yeah, time from, you came over which coming was, from greece yeah which was i think pretty i um, maybe both the same year or, or or next year but it was we were still bulgaria was still not in eu and uh you can get in greece but sometimes you know the border patrol will be really there will be dickheads you know they and, and that that was the case with me going to pick up Mabo. I had to, I was supposed to pick them up from from uh, Thessaloniki because they played in Athens. It was right before 
you know they did a little they did a little break they they broke up for a bit in, mm-hmm. in early 2000s yeah and then and then they they got back together and uh dimitri you know dimitri from greece he yeah. was because uh, he he did the the last the, the last mad Boy european show before the break and i met them for the first time over there it was early 2000s again and then he got in touch with me as a lay you know uh i'm I I I'm I'm in touch with them and they're they're back together and we can do uh, a a special weekend one show in Athens and one show in in Sofia fly them in Athens play the show in Athens you pick them up do the show in Sofia drive back to Athens and fly fly to New York mm-hmm. and I say yeah sure that that's gonna be you know a dream come true for me and for my mm-hmm. friends so we did that and I was supposed to pick them in in Greece. I get a van with the driver. We go to Greece, cross the Bulgarian border, the Bulgarian started border. Everything's okay. Get it, get into Greece to the to to their point, and they're like, they said, "Oh, you can't get in with the van." <laughs> <laughs> like what? Why? What's the reason? They came up with a reason. I I don't even remember. That's some stupid reason. So they said, "Hey, you can't get in by yourself, but the van can't get in." <laughs> You still don't know why, like, huh? Yeah, I don't know why. And like, how am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to pick up the band? I'm just going to pick up the band. Uh, and the guy from the border patrol, he said, "Oh, you have to hire a guy from Greece with a Greek van and pick them up." Like he was just asshole. Yeah. But anyway, so I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. I called the, I called the, the promo, I called Dimitri. I said, "Hey, Dimitri, I'm here stuck at the border. I can't come to to Thessaloniki, which is like, uh." An hour from the border, an hour and a half, something like yeah. this. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, what's going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'm like, okay, just just get two cabs from the from the airport yeah. and, and, and drive to the border. Whatever it costs, we have to do the show. I cannot mm. do the show, you know. Everybody will kill me back home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he got two cabs. They, they came to the border. Of course, the cab can't cross the border. So they have to walk through this border. And you know this border very well. People don't know. But that border is... There's, there's a... There's no I man's think, land. <laughs> there's no man's land, which is uh, a distance of uh, probably almost a kilometer. Yeah. <laughs> you have to cross. Yeah, because for people that don't know, you first have the Greek uh, customs. So Greek border. A Greek border patrol, and then there's nothing for a kilometer, and then there's yeah. the Bulgarians. Yeah, and I rem- that's that's another thing that w- I would remember all my life. I remember I sitting on the Bulgarian side of the border, and just waiting, and I see these these uh, people coming over. <laughs> it's like a pack of like they like people. They they look like American soldiers coming from uh, from the from the D Day. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from battle yeah uh, everybody everyone was like there was like I think it was the band plus maybe two guys and Dimitri so it was like eight seven or eight people everybody was uh, bringing a, a, a guitar head and a, and a merch bag and personal luggage yeah and I was like, oh, shit. So everybody's going to be super angry now, you know. Mm. Freddie and Hoya won't be happy. And But, you know, everything was cool. They they went in, they were laughing, got in the van, 
Koya got his uh, his medicine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we drove we drove to this crazy you know through this crazy road to Sofia. Remember like the old road from from Greece to to Sofia. Yeah, I remember that road. <laughs> yeah, well, a and, lot uh, of deep holes in that road. Yeah. And now there's there's a highway, but back then it was mm, a little sketchy, and uh, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> and then I I remember the look in their eyes, you know, they 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 were like, okay, where we go? <laughs> yeah, what, what then, is this? <laughs> yeah, what is this? This is super ghetto. Then getting into Sofia, you know, the the, the entry of the, the that side is a little ghetto too, so. But then we got into the club and we did the show. The show was crazy. It was a phenomenal show and everybody was super, super happy. And uh, yeah, it's a long story, but it was fun. And that's how I became uh, friends with them because we spent a couple of days together. And then later on, we did many more shows. And But that's also why, that's why I say all my respect goes to bands like Madball and also Born From Pain because those bands were the first to come over and and they did it. They could easily say... Oh no, we don't do that. We don't cross the border like this. Fuck it, uh, cancel the show. Because <laughs> the first time you came, you came over with Born for Pain was the same situation. We already knew, so I was just waiting at the border. Yeah, I but, remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember Dimitri going. You have to walk, and we're like, Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a problem, but you just go like, Why? You're like, Why do we have to walk? We can't yeah. drive over. And I guess that now I understand better because you probably already knew they're not letting me pass in there anyway. Yeah. You know? Which which um, was funny actually because with Mabo we did it, and then on the way back we we went with the same van with the same that I would just same people just me and with the band and with Dimitri so we crossed the border yeah. no problem nobody said anything <laughs> yeah different different border patrol guy maybe yeah did you did you maybe give him a little shirt or a little poster or a CD or something that's that's what I do with the with, with I was doing with the Serbian guys for the Serbian border patrol with but not with the Greek guys. They were a little bit more strict. <laughs> yeah, like back in the days, I remember it was it was very easy. I had a friend over here who was um, he was a, a, a Persian guy. Yeah. And he had uh, friends in uh, in Greece as well. And he always traveled with one of those buses, you know, that take you all the way through Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like one of those very early Eurolines buses, you know, like uh, for, for anyone in, in the States or wherever listening, it's like a European Greyhound, basically, you know. And they... Uh, and I remember he always said, because he says, uh, he always said to me, you see my skin color? You see my skin color? I always get checked. Always, always, always. Yeah, yeah. So he always had like a whole pack of like, uh, this, this was before 2000, before the Euro. He said, I always have a little stack of like um, 10 Deutschmarks, uh, 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 how do you call them? P paper monies, you know, like, uh, how do you call them? Uh, Deutschmarks? Yeah, yeah, oh, just whoa. the paper money, Deutsche marks, 10 Deutsche marks in his pocket, he said. I always put them in the passport when we, when we go yeah. Eastern Europe. So when we enter Czech, Czech Republic and then down, like, uh, you know, like Serbia, Macedonia, wherever they go, it's always in there because he says, if I don't, a lot of problems for nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Those were but crazy I, days. I actually, I've seen that also at the Austrian border, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. Once, yeah. <laughs> I mean that kind of 
of treatment. Because once me and a friend of mine, me and I think me and Koshio, the drummer of Us Hope, we went, uh, that was maybe late, late 90s or early 2000s. And we got on a bus and we went to Vienna to see Sick of It All. Yeah. Just, just like that. We got a, a, lot, a lot of Eastern yeah. Europeans always in Vienna at the shows. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got in this super ghetto bus and uh, it's like, with the bus, it's like probably 12 to 15 hour ride. <laughs> oh, that, that seems even short, actually. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, bus was, the bus was full with people, mainly gypsy people going to France or whatever they go to to work, you know, Bulgarian yeah. gypsies, yeah. dark-skinned people. So, and we were the only light-skinned people in the, in the, in the, in the bus. Mm-hmm. And we went to the to the to to the Greek uh, not the Greek the Austrian border mm-hmm. and the, the 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 border patrol came in and we were sitting in the back in the back mm-hmm. and they came in everybody out and we we stand up as well go out and they said you not oh my god you stay <laughs> I'm like whoa <laughs> did did you think ah oh, we're out of it or we're actually in trouble <laughs> <laughs> I was like. This is the first time that something happens to me, you know, because uh, normally when I cross borders and or in situations like this, I always have to deal with some kind of issue, you know. Yeah, and now you can now you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, border, border patrols everywhere. I mean, over the last year, obviously, um, th- th- there's been there's been a lot of cases coming out of not just regular police but also obviously hey, for you know like huh you froze for a second i wish i did because it's fucking hot here but <laughs> <laughs> am i unfrozen <laughs> now yeah but i okay. didn't hear what you say now just saying that like especially over the last year like you you, you see that there's still a lot of that racism everywhere obviously you know like i mean yeah. not just over the last year but obviously since there's been a lot of it, it's been been more made of a and rightfully so an issue everywhere um why well, you you see that that is actually i mean like you said if if you if you travel a lot you know and you travel with yeah. people that are uh, have a have a different skin color than uh than just white you know then then you see that that becomes an issue uh, there's millions of issues i could uh, millions of examples i could give to about that stuff but it's yeah. actually pretty pretty fucking crazy but getting back to eastern europe uh, in those days yeah i mean i, I remember even maybe the last tour or the, the one before last tour we did that that you were like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be a problem. But he says, just leave some, leave, leave two sweaters on on the car seat somewhere, you know, behind. The I was board. going to say, Remember? I was going to say that actually. Yeah, we were uh, probably that was the last time you came over, and we did, uh, we did, we did Greece, maybe we, we did, did four uh, shows. Yeah, that was Greece. So. We did Macedonia, Serbia, Romania, and Bulgaria. But then we went to yeah maybe we went to Serbia. Yeah, it was we went. Me, to, it was a Serbian border. <laughs> yeah, we, it was me and Dimi. Yeah, with you exactly. guys. Yeah, and uh, and we we because these days we don't have problems with the border, but maybe sometimes like this, this, this in this case we uh, cross the Bulgarian side, no problem. We get into uh, to Serbia, and the border, border patrol is like, oh, you banned. Do you have the paperwork? Blah blah blah. You know we don't have anything. So he said, "Hey, I I can, I, I went to him and I was like, what are we gonna do? We should do something." And he said, "Hey, leave some uh, some merchandise for my for my kids and for my colleague kids." 
and he yeah. made a list of uh, of sizes. <laughs> it's like I had to leave him like uh, five hoodies, uh, eight shirts, something like this. <laughs> what did we do? I don't think we left and, anything, and right? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was like okay, you just just get uh, get inside, leave the stuff in this car out. There was a car outside. Yeah. And and just come back and get the passports. And I said okay. And we went with Dimi, and we chose like some leftovers, like two double XL hoodies and yeah. uh, three uh, uh, extra small shirts, like the, yeah. the stupid, the stupid leftovers. And we just <laughs> left them over there. Get the passports, went in. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So uh, remember, Benz, when you're listening to this and you don't travel Eastern Europe much, this still might stuff might still happen to you. You better have someone decent with you, like uh, like Dimi or one of the Alexes. <laughs> yeah, no, now nowadays it's, it's not happening like this. Very like. Oh, okay, good. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> you remember it's not that. that you remember that you remember what happens when you really want to make an issue out of it you remember when we traveled bulgaria to romania over that bridge over the river you remember that that what is that what, that border crossing that's from romania to bulgaria yeah right? yeah with, over with the, the bridge yeah, yeah. over danube yeah exactly I remember we did it once. We went, usually we come from Romania into Bulgaria, but we did it from Bulgaria into Romania, the other side. And there was this woman in front of us with her camper van, a German woman. You remember that? Uh, no. Like, what happened? Uh, she, she just, well, obviously, we were like, okay, you, you were like, obviously, well, this guy's going to want some extra money, you know? Like, uh, and uh, I think it wasn't the time when they were talking about, uh, you remember the time when it was the swine, the, when it was the swine flu or the, the pig mm -hmm. flu or whatever yeah. they called it? Yeah. Where they had to uh, decontaminate everything, you know, for a price of only five euros or something, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Those days, you remember those where you had to drive through a bucket, of, through a little pool of water and it was decontaminated. And um, I didn't want to pay. Say what? I didn't want to pay back then. No, you didn't want to pay, but we paid in the end because we said, go ahead, just fucking pay the guy, you know, because otherwise we'll, we'll be here forever. And the woman in front of us was like, because we were like, what is the holdup? And uh, you asked the, the, the border patrol guy, I think it was the, the Bulgarian guy or the Romanian guy, I don't know what, but yeah. he says, uh, he said, uh, hey, um, uh, yeah, this, uh, this, uh, it was a German woman because he was like, oh, this, uh, this Nazi, she don't want to pay. <laughs> and, uh, and she was making the whole thing and then she came to the van or we were all outside and she was like arguing with us. She was like, because she saw that we had a German van. She was like, ah, you know, um, do you guys think this is this is right? They're ripping me off. You know, this is corrupt. You know, you have to say I'm, I'm refusing to pay this. And we were like, oh, you better pay because otherwise you're not going to be, you're not going to be. Yeah, but this is not right. And we're like, yeah, we know it's not right. But we're going to let you leave. So the, I, I remember we... All of a sudden, the guy came back with our passports, and we left, and the, the woman was still arguing. And then I remember they put her on the side, and I don't know that woman might have been there for another week. <laughs> but it was it was so crazy, and like that the, the thing is that's I mean, if you when you were just traveling in Western Europe, especially after uh, the European Union, when it was like uh, after Schengen, you know, when there's hardly any borders anymore, people just can't imagine, you know, like. They can't, how, yeah. How, how that was like ten years ago in countries like that, you know. They quickly forget, or some sometimes they don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember also uh, that what, what what people don't realize is also, and this is just a common thing actually, and this is something that people will notice that probably will happen to now. England is out of the EU. Will probably happen to bands traveling to England from Europe, mainland Europe too. Yeah. Is uh, you need this 
carnet, you know, it's like a, yeah. it's, basic, it's basically a, a, a transport document that you need in which it says what exactly you have on board. Yeah. And you have to, you have to, you have to have proof of that when you go in and when you come out, just the proof that you didn't sell anything within the country. And if you sold it, that they can take the taxes over what you sold. So you have to prove to them, Hey, all my equipment is still in the van. So, you know, most countries will be like, yeah, we're not letting you in if you can't prove what you got in that van, you know, and that's, that's some border patrol just goes like, ah, fuck it, just go. But that's honestly yeah. a very big pain in the ass. It is huge pain in the ass, and I've done that a couple of times. I did the other cornet even once for, for, for the last Hope tour in the early days because we were kind of worried, and there were more border uh, pass, uh, you know, passing back then. And it's pain in the ass. Even if you do it, you might have problems, you know. Oh, when yeah. they see the other cornet, they're like, oh. So, you know, yeah. you do it or you don't, it's always a problem. But then I... I, I I just decided, okay, I'll never do it again because also it costs money and it's yeah. just, it takes a lot of time to do that. So I decided to just go the other way, you know, try to <laughs> yeah, always like, like that's, that's mainly when we were crossing Serbia or, or getting in like mainly Serbia and Macedonia. I always kind of went the other way, you know, sometimes you you maybe give them a little money or or just talk it out mostly talk it out yeah i i've never i've never experienced that you cannot get in might sometimes take one and a half hours but you always yeah, get in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. me neither yeah because because they know also you want to get in so because you know none of them wants to say blatantly give me 50 euros they just want you to offer it to them you know and <laughs> that, that's like maybe yeah They, they want you to get to a point where you say, what can we do? You know, like, can I maybe buy a document that lets me in? You know, what, exactly, so, yeah. so they can say, yeah, there is a document that doesn't exist, obviously. But, you know, it's, it's that's 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 exactly what happened to me and us with Last Hope when we went to to play uh, Ukraine, Odessa first time. And we crossed to through this country that uh, is almost like not it's not, not recognized but it's recognized by only russia transnistria yeah exactly i, I, <laughs> I was trying to, to, to remember the name i didn't even knew that this country exists until i got to the border and i was i was thinking oh actually now since when you told me the story first up until that time i didn't know it existed either after you yeah. told me i started looking it up and yeah it's called transnistria so sorry yeah continue your story yeah and i, I was thinking because we uh We did this really, really crazy uh, run of shows. We we uh, got to play this Cortex Festival mm -hmm. with Judge. You remember 25 years yeah. Cortex or something like this? Mm -hmm. And then uh, then we had some really cool uh, two really cool festivals in Romania. So we had to drive the drive back all the way. So we played uh, Hungary, Slovakia, Berlin, and then all all the way back to Romania. We played a festival, one festival. And then there was another really cool big festival, this one uh, that you played as, as well, uh, Rockstadt Extreme Fest. Yes, awesome. And, and, uh, but there was a week between those two festivals, and we decided to try to get to play some shows in, uh, in Ukraine. And we, played, mm -hmm. we booked a show in Ukraine and also played a show in, uh, in Moldova, Moldovia. Yeah, crazy. Which turned out to be a really cool show. In What was Kishinev. that? Chisnau or whatever it's called? Yeah, Kishinel. Kishinel. 
Right? Yeah. yeah. But that the way to 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 Chisinau and and Ukraine was oh my god, it was crazy. And that's when even for was, your standards, even for my standards, for our standards, we we've been to all the crazy ghetto countries uh, all around. But that <laughs> was that was something else. And I didn't know this country exists until I reached to the border. Um, you know, we we went to the border. And we thought we go into Ukraine, and we handed our passports, and and they started like, oh, you can't go from here. I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, I like this is Ukraine. We can go from 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 you know from every every point you can get in. And he's like, no, this is not Ukraine. <laughs> what are you oh, talking now, about? Now you're in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they didn't want us let. They didn't want us in. Oh, it was just it was. It's a too long story. It's crazy, but. Uh, we finally got in. We crossed it. We we stayed more on the border than than crossing the country because the country is really really small. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we went to Ukraine. We stayed there for a couple of days. We played the show. And on the way back, we had to cross again to Transnistria. <laughs> and then we went through another border uh, border pass, which was less ghetto. It looked like like a like a a normal regular border. Mm-hmm. Uh, border and and we went there there was a line of cars and they say oh you can't get it for here no actually we got in the country but we couldn't get out and i'm like <laughs> what do you mean we can't get and this is this is a border only for people from uh from uh transistia uh ukraine and romania i'm like no it's just we have to get in get out of this country no no you can't you have to drive all the way back and get to the to the other one when, which which you originally came in I'm yeah. like what the fuck and uh, and then we just get into his office and I I I I was so so pissed and I was like just directly said hey how much how much I need to pay yeah and he's like uh, you're one two three four five six seven guys that's hundred and forty euros. <laughs> Oh my God! That's how quick it how quick it went, huh? Yeah, and I'm like, 140? You're crazy! There's no way I can pay you 140. That's the really what I said. Yeah. And I was I was with uh, with uh, with Dini again. He was with us, and he was yeah. just sitting in the corner and laughing. He was trying to, to be serious, but it was just because he was so surreal. I was yeah. I was trying to make a deal with the border, you know, with the with the chief, with the with the main guy of the border over there. Yeah. And I was like. No, no, no. You know, this is a special. I have to give you a permit, a special paper that's not cheap. I'm like, no way, no way. I can't pay you 140. I have, I have 50 for you. And he's like, no way, no 50. Blah blah blah. And then at the end, it was like, okay. I was like, I give you 70. You don't take them. I go out. And he was like, oh, you real Bulgarian. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's. And it was just it was in Eastern Europe, and that's <laughs> far Eastern Europe. That's that's also a, a different level of Eastern Europe. And then he went out. We were just on the side, and he just made a sign to the to the to the other guy on the on, you know the on the border, and they let us through the whole line. No, nobody checked us. Nothing. We could go with like with with guns, with with heroin, whatever we wanted to have. 
nobody checked us. 70 euro, and that's it. We got in Romania. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's those like th- weird little states. Or what's that, like a little military state, or what is it? Yeah. That was even crazy for us, even seeing stuff in the 90s in Bulgaria. That was too too, too crazy, you know? <laughs> like borders with, like, big machine guns and all that shit? Yeah. Oh, that's that's another thing. When we went to Ukraine uh, in the middle of a war, that's a few few years later when there was the, the beginning of that 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 war. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. that that plane that got shot? Over yeah, of Ukraine. course. It was a Dutch plane. Oh yeah. So that was two days later. We went. Or a lot of Dutch a... people in it, like that. You played yeah. a few days later. Yeah, two days later, and everybody because we were booked for this festival in Odessa. Mayak um, Fest, and it was really cool. Like, we, Odessa is a really cool place, and uh, mm-hmm. they have a really cool hardcore scene. And uh, we, were, we were booked for this festival, and then this thing happened. And everybody said, Hey, you shouldn't go. This is too dangerous. It's a war, actual war. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I messaged the promoter. I said, Hey, what we should do? I, do you think it's, it's dangerous for us to come over? And he said, Hey, you know, this, this, of course, I can't say 100%, but over here, there's no. Uh, it's not that crazy, you know. The the the, the actual war is uh, in the other side of the country, so you can come over and it's gonna be safe. And we said, okay, let's let's do it. Uh, you know, it's another mission, but we decided to do it. And uh, we we played a we played a festival in in Varna at the seaside, mm-hmm. and then we drove right after the show overnight. Uh, along the coast of the Black Sea, through Romania, Moldova, and Ukraine. And norm- it, you see it on the map, it's not that far. It's like only, not only, but it's like 600 kilometers, which, which in the normal world, it's like six, seven, maybe eight hours, maybe 10 mm-hmm. hours. That took us 15 hours to, to, <laughs> to get to Odessa. Yeah, and the, ro- the roads, another, are, roads are a little different down there. Huh? Roads are a little different, borders are a little different. And there was also... A civil war in Ukraine, so we had to cross uh, c- like three or four uh, military checkpoints, which was uh, which was really 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 weird. You know, there was like machine guns and tanks. To just ch- they was they they would pull us over. Hey, what you guys are doing? And we said, hey, we go to to play a show in Odessa, and they were like, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and, and then we went there, but the show was so cool, and the people were so cool. It was super, super, super cool, uh, a warm atmosphere. You know, people were super nice, and we had a great time, great show. And yeah, and then go, you know, got back to Romania, play the show, another show. But it was a definitely a, a mission to get there. Yeah. Oh, Odessa is in the Black Sea, right? Yeah, Black Sea. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I think we're we're booked there in September for uh, Kiev and Odessa. Yeah, that should be cool. So I'm hoping that's gonna happen. So you know, yeah, no, yeah, that's it's, it's all kinds of it's like I said. I think Eastern Europe in many ways is still a little wilder, but um, like uh, not like it used to be. But yeah, no, 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 yeah. But but still like a little bit more untamed, you know, a bit more rough around the edges, you know. And I'm not talking about cities like Prague or 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 Warsaw or or uh, Budapest. With all due respect to everybody yeah. there and whatever, but we, if you go the, the more east you go, you know, and the more into the Balkans, like towards the Ukraine and all these these things, it's it's just uh, a little bit of a different world than people are used to. Nothing crazy, like you say, but just different. And I love it, it is, personally. Yeah. 
I love it personally because, I mean, everybody you meet out there, there's always exceptions, obviously, but almost everybody you meet out there is super welcoming, super warm. Um, I mean, I'm always looking forward to 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 doing uh, our trips when we come out there because it's just always a good time, you know. It's like we got a we got a lot of friends there, and it's just I could just say that any any band that is you know like that that maybe has their reservations about going that deep into Eastern Europe. You're missing yeah, out. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I was going to say that Dorfman Band is one of those few bands that uh, people really love here. Even even though though generations changed and, and the scene changed, but people really appreciate the fact that these these bands that came over in the beginning, in the early days of of, of, of the, the scene here and that like the foreign bands coming, they you you guys kept coming and coming and coming every every few years. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if if we get to a point where you say no, don't come anymore, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, might sound a little, might sound, might sound uh, uh, arrogant, but I don't think we were at that time yet. So uh, I'm still looking forward to the next one. So I hope so. Yeah. Well, actually, that last one we did uh, the the Christmas festival. When was that? Like uh, that is one and a half years ago, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. I With think the so, corona yeah. in between? I don't even fucking know the years anymore, but must have been yeah. 2019 maybe, right? 2019 or 2018. Maybe 2019, yeah. Yeah. I, that when, was... you got, when you got stuck at, 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 uh, because of the like the airport couldn't oh, fly you out. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the show was awesome. Uh, it was a great fucking show. We did, uh, we did three more shows, but then at the end, like we went to the hotel and then everything looked great. We drank a bit, you know, went to bed, and then in the morning you got up for breakfast, and there's like a layer of snow of half a meter. And we were like, oh, I wonder how that's going to look at the airport. And then, like, we get stuck at the airport for four or five hours, and no one would fly out anymore. And it was fucking insane. I just remember at one point they were going to. We're gonna book you a hotel. We're gonna do this, and obviously, when you fly out, where the airline like, what? What do we fly out with? Wizz Air or something? Wizz Air, I think, yeah. Yeah, and Wizz Air is like the the Ryanair of of Eastern Europe. So they're like, they're like not, they're like not super like customer rela- re- customer relations are not the best. They are not, yeah. No, so we were like, oh fuck it, let's just get a cab now and go to a hotel. But I have to say, like, we had a we had a great night at that hotel. That's got some great food. Yeah. There were like beer taps remember, in, the, yeah. in, in the walls. <laughs> Did you, you came by, right? Yeah, because you called me back and say, "Hey," because I thought you gonna, you know, you left, and then you called yeah. me back and say, "Hey, we're still but, here." I'm like, "What? Really?" Yeah. Oh, I I asked you if um if if Alex rest in peace. Yeah. If if he could come and pick us back up, and he did, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh man, that was a great guy. He did it. He, uh, was, yeah. he he did it. He he didn't talk a lot and very well English, but yeah. he was uh, he was just great. He he. Uh, we just had a click with him, you know. It was uh, it was a great guy. I remember when you said this was actually the last time we were there, and you said, um, uh, "I'm I can't come because I got to prepare uh, this festival. I can't come on those four days with you." But um, the guy who drives us usually he comes. You met him before, and he drove like a madman. We had situations. Where I was like, I, I got to call Alex. He's got to talk to him because this, <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> yeah, but you, I told you, this guy, he was he was the best. And he's a, he's a great friend of mine, rest in peace. But he was also, uh, he's been into a lot of, a lot of crazy situations. 
and uh, he's the safest driver you can have. Yeah, th this is what because you told me this before. You said, "Watch it, he's, he's going to drive a little crazy, but don't worry." And there were people in the band who were actually more worried than me. And I, I although I was worried too, I was like, <laughs> I said to everybody, "Listen, Alex guaranteed me this is the guy who drives the very safest." But then obviously people went like, "Yeah." But Alex is from Eastern Europe. Everybody drives crazy. So they probably all think this is the normal way, you know. <laughs> so, but no, he was a great guy. I actually still have, uh, have the Bulgaria hardcore gym hoodie here somewhere. Or the Sofia yeah. hardcore gym. Sofia hardcore gym, yeah. 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 Let's get to the now. Um, you, you've, uh, over the years, uh, like you said before, uh, through all the connections you made with people, and uh, uh, and and everybody uh, respects you, and everybody thinks highly of you. So uh, you started um, touring and and driving bands uh, out here in uh, in Western Europe, two hundred tours. Um, and there's actually quite a couple of you uh, Eastern Europeans, like uh, like uh, like Alex uh, uh, from from Serbia and uh, and Dimi from Macedonia that uh, that are actually. Well, those are actually always the faces you see on on, on almost all these tours yeah. nowadays. Yeah, how, yeah. How, do you how do you think that is? Is that is that just because you guys are all super nice and and awesome people, or or why do you guys do that? Because you you a lot of you guys are like on the road a lot. I don't know because I I started working as as you know working for other bands. Pretty much, it's. Uh, Almost the same time as I started touring with my band, with Last Hope, in early 2000s. My my first real tour with Last Hope was 2003, I think. Before that, we did some some uh, some road trips. We did some weekends of here and there, Wall Street and stuff like that. But a, a real tour, like a real proper tour, we did in, in 2003, and that's how I I like I learned what's what's the life on the road because uh, we had a at that time we had a, uh, a small record label from berlin superhero records they released their record and uh they did a really good promotion they they helped us a lot really they did a really good job for us mm -hmm. and they also organized a tour for us it was 20 something days 20 something shows we had a we had a tour manager which was actually the guy from the label daniel you know the guy yeah, yeah. anyway yeah Shout out. so i met i met a we met a lot of, of, of course, bands during that tour. We, we made a lot of uh, friendships. And uh, at that time, I, I was also doing those shows, you know, as a booking agent in, in, in Sofia. So uh, that's how I met you. That's how I met Madball. That's how I met other bands. And uh, combining all these factors, I started getting, uh, actually got a, an, an offer to to go on tour with Sworn Enemy, I think in 2004, mm -hmm. maybe, and uh, that was my first real tour as as you know as a job working for somebody. Yeah, and uh, it was really cool because it was a big tour, four weeks summer tour covering some of the if, of the cool festivals. So I saw also, also you know the backstage live of 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 uh, of uh, not big but like a uh, like a upcoming band that do well in Europe mm -hmm. and I learned a lot on that tour and then uh, you know being uh, doing mostly doing shows and doing runs with with like 
like bands like Borfontaine or Mabo or Agnostic Front or other bands and uh, taking care of stuff at, at, let's say, at borders on the road here on the Balkans, kind of, I guess, uh, people saw that I can, uh, I can uh, you know, take care of problems sometimes. Mm. And uh, that's how I started getting more offers to go on tour. And I did everything, like everything, driving, doing merch, uh, roading, even I did uh, guitar teching, everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> you I know how to, do, yeah. You know how to guitar tech? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know a little bit. I, I can I can handle I can handle that job too. But my point is that I went through all the all the you know all the levels of of, of mm -hmm. being on tour, working as as everything possible. Yeah. And lately, in the last few years, I was mainly doing uh, tour managing for for bands. Uh. But I think I was one of the first guys from 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 here. Then uh, then Alex from Serbia, he also we were talking and he was like, yeah, he 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 quit his job and uh, he said I want to try to do touring as well. That's a, like mid 2000s, and that's how also he got into this uh, this whole thing. And then Dimi from 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 Macedonia from Harface, which I met. Through also Last Hope, he was doing a show for Last Hope in, in, in Macedonia, and he was like just a, a, a guy from the scene, a, a, you know, a fan. Uh, later we became, he's one, one of my best friends, and uh, he also started coming with us on the Balkan runs. We did, I think, also Born from Pain, also a nerd, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I remember you took him on one of those tours, and you said, "Yeah, he's he's like, um, wasn't it his first his first tour with a foreign band? Like when you brought him like four or five years ago when that van broke down at the end in Thessaloniki? You remember that?" Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think that was his first tour. He was already no? he was already touring, but uh, now he's uh, he's one of the like one of the wanted. Uh, tour managers he's working with uh turnstile uh he was working with backtrack a lot of other bands yeah as well alex yeah. as well he's like these guys some these guys are sometimes more on the road than me mm -hmm. great guys great like these these are my best friends i don't know how yeah shout how out to I, alex and Dimi, by the way yeah, yeah yeah and uh we've been a lot of times together on tour that's the most fun but I don't know how it happened that three of us got this uh, got in this business. Probably because all of us were, you know, hustling these shows in our own countries and you know trying to, mm -hmm. you know, to to bring all these bands and uh, going through a lot of obstacles and solving problems. So that's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, kind of learned us to be what we are. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think also maybe you know like that. That is obviously the first thing you gotta have. Um, because if if you're a tour manager, you don't know how to solve a problem, then you you you're really not really a, being a tour manager. But um, that th that is one thing. But I also think um, see, and and obviously we're all we we're on the road a lot with bands that are uh, underground bands. Um, where there's not huge budgets, so there's not a huge budget for crew either, you know. And I think a lot of uh, um, people from Western Europe um, would say, "Well, you know, um, th th this is just a little bit of money for a job that takes, 
you know, that takes a whole 10 days or a whole 20 days out of my life. Yeah. And I'm not really making a lot of money here. I got to pay my bills. And and life out in Western Europe is a bunch more expensive than it is out in Eastern Europe. So um, I guess also you guys uh, are uh, are more okay with that pay because for you guys it's actually a really decent pay, I guess, per day, right? Yeah, that too. But uh, also, I mean, I mean that respectfully, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. You, you of guys course, also do course, a great job. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that's definitely. the thing, you know. Yeah, definitely. Life here is is cheaper, you know. Definitely, you can you can live uh, better with the money that you make on tour. But also in my in my situation, I'm uh, when I'm home. Back when there was shows and uh, you know and and stuff happening, I was also working as a I was doing production for bigger companies. Like they hire me, and I do either stage management or production management. Mm -hmm. So, like say, I do shows for. For Scorpions, uh, Slayer, uh, Julio Iglesias, stuff like that, or, or even smaller that. shows. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also that's also a good pay. And sometimes, yeah, you can make uh, like the same money you make for for a whole month on tour for like uh, three or four days of work here. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, so the, but so sometimes, the, so the... of course, that's not the case right now because there's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's gonna be, but yeah, let's see. Actually, last year, uh, last September 2020, I did a production for a show uh, for a German heavy metal band, Udo. You know the the singer from Accept. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that was that was one of the uh, probably probably his the only show he he played in 2020. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because uh, everywhere else in Western Europe there was no shows and here that there was a show with uh, probably 2,000 people oh, I wow. remember I was posting stories and people asked me like people from, from Germany or from like France they're like is this real is this now like yeah yeah now September 22 uh, yeah. 2020 yeah. I say 22 that's I don't know <laughs> yeah. time traveling so <laughs> yeah a little bit different here yeah well that's but uh, yeah that's, that's cool. uh i was i was going to say it's it's definitely uh for us it's uh it's it's money wise it's better you know when you when you come back home here this this money you know you can you can live with this money actually but it's not only this it's not the, no, it's course. not the only reason yeah. for me to be on uh, on these mm -hmm. tours i mean yeah I, I mean, obviously, because I mean, if if I always try to explain this to people, like being on tours like that, even when you when you when you get when you get well paid, the 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 thing is also, I mean, it's not you you go into your job at nine o'clock and you're leaving at four, you know, like you you're gone for the whole twenty four hours, uh, and then all the days that the tour lasts, so it's like you know, like it's uh, you gotta have love for what you're doing because if you if exactly you, if, yeah. And you and you gotta you gotta. That, there's also the reason why people say, hey, "Why don't you tour manage more?" You know, like uh, uh, you could easily do more tours. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. You know, like I, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be put in a in a van or a, or a bus with a with a band that I don't know, and then they turn out to be assholes after four days. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like that. That is Saves. not something. Yeah. That, I, it's not something that it, that that's that I want out of my life. You know. So basically, saying I think 
even uh, yeah, the money cool, of course, yeah, because you're working and the, 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 you got to be rewarded for that also. But um, yeah, it's, you also got to like what you do and like the people that you're that you're traveling with because I mean, you're 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 on top of each other for one exactly, week, two yeah. weeks, three weeks, four weeks. You know, if that doesn't work, then it becomes a real, real, real hard job. Exactly. That was what I was going to say. You know, in the beginning. When I started working this job, I would take everything. Whatever they offer me, I would take it because also the money was okay for me. And also I wanted to, to get more experience. Yeah. But nowadays, in the last like five, six, seven years, five, six years, I would say, I, I, I came to the point when I can uh, pick and choose. And I always uh, choose to go with bands that I know, bands that I friends. You know, bands that I know is going to be okay. I don't want to uh, go as you said, on a tour with strangers, you know, they might be cool, but they not be, might be not, you know, so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why take the risk? I can't, I can't afford to, to, to pick and choose. Uh, yeah. yeah. So to, uh, to, uh, to round off the podcast, tell me a little bit, uh, tell me a bit, a little bit, what are you, are you guys releasing something with last hope and tell me a little bit about adult crush. Yeah, listen, before that, I was just, I just reminded myself about that uh, first tour I did uh, with Sworn Enemy in 2004, yeah, 2005, okay. I think. It's, uh, I, I think I already knew, guy, knew you guys, because you came in Sofia before that, but you, Born From Pain was, I think, at a, at a very high peak, and you guys, uh, I saw you at, with full force, headlining the... The 10th stage, the ball, the hard ball stage. The hard ball, yeah. Yeah, that was, and that was probably one of the craziest Borfan Pain shows that I've seen, you know, the biggest show probably. Yeah. Probably that 10,000 people, or how many, I don't know how many people, but it was like huge and everybody was singing along. And then <laughs> after that, <laughs> I just, I, I, was, I was thinking about this right before this podcast. And then r after the show, we were hanging out backstage and everybody had to leave at some point late at night or in early in the morning and you got you had this crazy beaten old mercedes van do you remember that yes and we, we everybody had to push this van and, and and the door was falling off we had to push this van so you can you can switch on the engine and and, and go and you were telling me story how that they didn't want to get you in the in in, in the from they didn't want to get you in poland with this van yeah, and I was like, exactly. Hold on a second. Is that the same band that played a few hours ago, headlined the the, the stage with, in front of ten thousand people with this <laughs> with this shitty van? I've been into so many crazy van situations, but I I have I never saw a van like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, eh? the biggest, you know, the, oh, biggest we, we... the biggest metalcore band at that time in Europe. You you know you know what it, you know what it is. Um, we 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 used that van till the very last. We lose it, we used it up yeah. to the very last thing till it couldn't it look like. Because yeah. actually, the next day we were supposed to play in Freiburg, uh, with on a show that Mitch organized. You know, Mitch exploited. Yeah, yeah, Mitch, yeah, Mitch, Good old Mitch. With, with Sworn Enemy, and Schlumpf was uh, tour managing Sworn Enemy, right? I that's the day when I switched because I left the tour and 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 Schlumpf. Uh, took over he finished with hatebreed and he took over a sworn enemy ah see because uh, uh schlumpf was on full force too and he saw us pushing the van too and i said to schlumpf schlumpf we cannot make it down to freiburg we have to get home because i think 
if this van ever stops now, we cannot get it to go anymore. So we're stuck somewhere in Germany, in south of Germany. So we're going to cancel tomorrow, but I don't know how to reach anyone right now. So what you can do is tell Mitch that we're not coming. And Schlumpf completely forgot about it. <laughs> and up until this day, Mitch says to me, yeah, yeah, you guys fucking let me down with that show. You just didn't just didn't show up. I like, I canceled with Schlumpf. He was going to tell you. And they were like, I don't know about anything. So I it's not Schlump's fault because Schlump probably forgot, you know. But it was late. It was those late were, those might be the drinking days of Schlump. Yeah, it could. Be, yeah, it could be. It was definitely pre, uh, pre. Uh, how you call it? Uh, a trial run Schlump. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Uh, yeah. So and and. Yeah. The, the week after, I just hear from Uti, yeah, the guy in Freiburg was pretty pissed that you guys didn't call him. I'm like, I told fucking Schlumpf to get, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that van didn't last uh, very long anymore. But uh, you, you, you remember the story how we almost didn't make it to full force that day? Because we played a show with Blood for Blood and Ignite the day before in, I think it was Krakow. Yeah. And it was a fucking insane show. It was fucking great. Crazy. Like we were the first band on of no, there was a Polish band before us, I think. Then it was us and it was already completely insane. And think, okay, this can't get more insane. Then Blood for Blood came on, it got crazier, and then Ignite came on, it got even more crazy. <laughs> but we drove back immediately and also the exhaust was falling out of the falling off the head. So yeah. we had to crawl a couple of times under the van reattach the exhaust first had to let it cool down then reattach the exhaust and then attach it to the van with um with guitar strings so we got spare guitar strings out attach it to the van and we also had a cracked window shield and we had just like it out of the exhaust was just black smoke coming and uh because i think we we were fucking up the engine whatever that's why it didn't start the next day it, it actually didn't start for a while we always had to push it and um then when we got to the border the, the polish guy said um no, they actually let us through. And then uh, the Polish guy said, and I said, I said to the guy, I said to Harold, who was driving at the time, keep it running because if it, if it now, if you put the engine down, we have to push it across the border and they're going to say, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? And the guy was like, turn the engine off. And I'm like, no, keep it on. And he's like, turn the <laughs> engine off. And then he goes like, what is this cracked window shield? Can you even see through it? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. You got to go back. You got to go back. Get it fixed in Poland. So we turned around, had to turn the engine off, had to push the van, went around oh my to God. Poland. And on the way there, Zoli from Ignite, Ignite passed us with the van, and they saw us on the side of the road already. So they stop, Zoli gets out, and he goes like, he looks at me, and we're like trying to, with strings, trying to attach the, 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 the exhaust to the van. And he goes like, guys, uh, can I help him? We're like, no, like, like we're already doing this. And he's like, uh, oh, okay, um, shall I call MAD? And we're like, why? What, what can he do? And he goes like, "Shall I call Ute?" I'm like, "What is Ute gonna do? Get us across the border? Get us a new van?" Is not gonna like? He probably meant well, but so yeah, that's kind of typical Zoli. Yeah, they they I guess they stopped at a gas station and had had breakfast because this is all like everybody's driving overnight to get yeah. to uh, to get to, to get the full force because they were playing full force too. Blood for Blood was also playing full force, so um, we we brought the border, but we had to turn around. So they see us coming back into Poland and later on Danny Soundman who also does Hatebreed yeah. he uh, he was with him and he said yeah I saw you guys and he said Soli also saw you and he said like 
in a van. Guys, 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 you got to turn around. That's born from pain. They're going into Germany. We're driving back into Poland. You got to leave. <laughs> he, just, he just didn't get it that they were doing the right thing. And we were doing the wrong thing. Well, whatever. Right, we just we just took a, we just went to a smaller uh, crossing and we just drove through. He said, yeah. you got to get this window fixed. I'm like, if you get the window fixed, you know, like, we got to get the full force. Fuck this. So, uh, so that was a very, uh, that was a very crazy day. That uh, that was the biggest board from pain show that I ever saw. It was crazy. Yeah, that you ever saw. <laughs> no, yeah. Just, no, I'm just kidding. That is that is probably among the biggest board from pain shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, whether uh, it's always in, in in the summers when you play some some stage on a festival. And but the good thing about that hardball, and that's why it's probably is in fact one of the biggest born from pain shows, like born from pain shows, is that and that hardball. Uh, for the people that don't know, it's a ten stage and at the old um, full force festival, and they would yeah. only program punk rock uh, hardcore bands, and um, and I think they had a night where they did black metal or something at night, not like yeah. during the day. In so yeah. people that actually come to that stage they came because they wanted to see you or at least your kind of music it was not like and if metal hats came they actually came to check you out it was not like oh you play in the stage i'm here and you're lucky i'm here you know that probably some people but a lot of people just come to actually see the band and that was actually that's actually cool because if you i mean we played the main stage at summer breeze we played a stage at Wacken, but there's a lot of people there that are like okay there's a band playing let's check this out you know so uh but that, no, that, that was, was different that was because I show. saw I saw like a lot of like not everybody but majority of the people were singing along. They knew they knew the songs and there were so many board from Pain shirts in the crowd. It was really really spectacular. It was a good merge day. <laughs> okay, that. <bet. laughs> uh, we we had a in fact the time we played after that on full force actually remember Trashmark? Yeah, merge comp. Yeah, yeah, really well. They actually forgot to get our order ready for full force. And the time before that time, are you mentioning we actually did have a really, really crazy merge day? And we didn't have, we, we maybe had like three hoodies and five shirts when we got there. They were supposed to deliver everything at full force, and there was nothing there. And maybe like, that, that's why they, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it was like insane. I was like, I was going crazy. It was like, this is, this is just, this is the biggest bullshit move I've ever seen. <laughs> But whatever. Hey, uh, hey, tell me shortly before we round this up because we already talked for an hour and forty-five. I mean, I love oh, you. But we gotta, we gotta yeah. put this in at some point. Nobody, uh, nobody would listen to that for two hours. I'm, I'm sure some people will. Maybe <laughs> some, maybe five or six. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, but uh, what, 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 is, what is going on at the moment with Last Hope? You guys doing something? Yeah, we slowly do uh, work on a on a new material. Not nothing really stable. We just like have a couple, like three or four songs. Probably, hopefully, uh, we're gonna release, record, and release in 2022. But it's with us is always super slow. The you know the writing process. Yeah, but it's and good. What, it's good. Yeah. And what we, about Elo Crush? We, we might play a show oh, next month here. Yeah, and uh, maybe a, a bunch of other shows in the in the fall. We see how it goes with the shows mm. here. Yeah, Adult Crush. Uh, this Adult Crush is. Uh, is a uh, a project that we started uh, actually a few years ago, but uh, during this pandemic uh, time, we we kind of we kind of brought it back as a, as a real band. It was it's 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 the idea of me and uh, 
Marine, you know Marine from, from, from Vendetta BFDM. Of course. <laughs> Shout out to he, Marin. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of my best friends. And he's one of my oldest friends. And uh, we always been talking about doing something together because we always hang out together. So, but he's playing Vendetta, BFDM. I play Wasco. We we've always be busy with with our stuff. And uh, a few years back, we we started this just as a project. We got the other guys together. It's basically people from BFDM and Vendetta and me. Mm. And which for me is a perfect combination because I always love these guys, how they play and they're all good old friends. So we started this few years ago, but then uh, kind of froze it for a bit because I had to tour and then we released a record with Last Hope and this and that. And everybody was busy with their own stuff. <clears throat> but in late 2019, we started jamming again. And then 2020, I was... I, 2020 actually started really, uh, really well for me touring wise because I, I did two tours I did the persistence tour with uh, AF and Grill Biscuits and then I did Turnstile with Dimi and then everything went down so I got back home and we of course stayed stayed home for a few weeks like everybody else in the beginning nobody knew what's going on but then we decided hey you know let's let's get together and let's try to you know play and jam mm. and we started getting together and that's how we, like last year, we did. Uh, we we wrote a lot of a lot of material and songs, and we have now we have uh, uh, material for a full length record, which hopefully we're gonna record very soon. Which is released two songs, and it's cool because this it's it's a, a band that sounds different than anything else that we do, and it's a. It's cool to feel the the vibe of a new band, you know. There's no expectations. There's no really ambitions. I mean, there's obviously we want to record stuff, we want to record a record, but it's just very, very, very easy and very organic. And that's probably because there's no pressure of of, of expectations. We work so well together, and you know we. This we released those two songs and the feedback is great. A lot of people are writing us. Uh, so we see, you know, it's cool. I, re- I really have a good time. Adult Crush is it's, it's my new crush. I'm a, yeah, my new crush. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I like, excited. I like, I like Everybody's excited. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. those songs. Is is Malik putting that out? Yeah, Adam Malik, the essence. Shout out to Adam Malik, the greatest. I wouldn't say that, but he's good. <laughs> he's mega cool. He's putting that out in the essence. Yeah, yeah, he's putting okay, it as cool. like a as a single, and then we'll see with the record when when it comes out. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, you know, I mean, we've been talking almost two hours, so yeah, terrible. I just, I just, well, you know, yeah, I just, you know, I, I'm missing you. You know, like we see each other a lot over yeah. the years, actually, but you know. Yeah, this is the. I think we haven't seen got, each other. F- yeah. I said I got to do a weekend in Sofia. Yeah. I know you're going to tell me. I've been telling you for 10 years, so. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but you know better. You better you better have that Vesuvius ready. But you come, you can come now. It's easy. Now you don't need it. I, I don't need, I don't think you need the test and everything. You just can fly over. Yeah. It seems like I could do that last year too, without anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, good. lately I see a lot of people from from also in the in the tattoo shop. A lot of people from Germany coming back because last year was a little slow, 
but now they I think people realize that over here it's way way everything is way easier so yeah. I see lately a lot of people coming over for a weekend or for a week and hang out uh, come to the tattoo shop because everything is open bars are open restaurants good. clubs good 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 yeah I'm All saying right. all of this because I'm waiting for you good good keep keep waiting a little bit more I'll be there yeah. Hey, I want to, from my part, I just want to shout out uh, everybody in Sofia that we know, that I know, and uh, all the bands. A lot of love. Uh, we always got a lot of love from Sofia and, uh, well, know that you love back. And uh, yeah. everybody else down there in the Balkans, all the crazies. So, you know, <laughs> and I hope we'll be back soon. And uh, hey, thanks for talking. And Thank uh, you. I hope I see you soon, my friend. Me too. All right. Talk later. So later, peace, respect. Thank you.